Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. And on this particular call, and it is a conference call, uh, we talk about mindset, we talk about leadership, we talk about life, we talk about books, we talk about success and failure. And we take this call and load it on uh, 16 different podcast platforms. So it's not a podcast. It is a mindset conference call, but uh, you can hear it on the podcast platforms because we want easy access that you can get back to it and listen to it again and again and again and take notes and apply. Now, remember, um, success is rare, okay? Success is rare. Mr. Fields uh, talked about that in the recording we had on Friday that, you know, success is really rare. So that means that most people are not going to have major success, and I'm going to tell you why. Because most people are not going to do what's suggested. Some will, small percentage, but most people won't. They won't. Even though, you know, those calls are there for easy access, and want you to go back, take, you know, take a list of them, take notes and apply, I probably could ask you guys for your notebooks to show me if you've done that. Uh, most of y'all probably won't. And if you have... And I'll say, well, where did you apply it? And most folks probably hadn't done that and learned it. But we do have a small percentage that's doing it, and they're going to keep doing it, and they're going to win eventually. You know how we say every leader in time excels? Uh, the end time part comes after you become a leader. Now you've got to develop yourself to do that. But remember, success is rare, folks, because most people is a rarity that most people will do what needs to be done. And uh, so, but repetition is the key. So that's why we loaded there. I want you to hear it. We also have a replay number, 712-432-1085, 712-432-1085. So when this conference call ends today, you can go back, put that number in, and put the same PIN code that you used to call in on, and that replay will be up tonight, which is Monday night, Tuesday night, all day Tuesday, and then Wednesday it goes away and the new call goes up, then that call goes to the podcast platform. So you got access to it. I remember I used to, boy, I wish I could, you know, do that. I remember we used to do a call once a week, at least before I started doing calls, and it was a guy to listen to. And he didn't record it. You know, once he did the call, it was over on Wednesday. And then I had to wait till the next Wednesday to hear him again. You know, and that's when I was doing a lot of deep reading and, you know, talking because I had to, you know, I had some, some issues I had to get out of my head, you know, still to this day, you know, all the books I've read, I know that shows you that the years and years of programming um, is a challenge, you know, for them to go away. You know, um, uh, Lewis Field also talked about, you know, that he thought that he had to <clears throat> correct some things when he was 13, 14, 15. He realized, no, it was four or five years old when he heard some stuff that need to be addressed when he talked to Robin Hill, the lady that was on um, PBS, and she talked about drama in the family. And uh, the drama? Yeah. Trauma. <laughs> well, we have trauma and drama in, <laughs> in our community. That's drama. But we have trauma and drama. But he talked about that he had to go back to, you know, three, four, five-year-olds and think about, you know, what was said and done there because that's what's implanted in us. That's why, you know, they can tell you from the second, third grade or, 
you know, what you're going to be, you know, just on your scores, you know, how many people will be in prison based on that, how they build prisons. And so we have to get, you have to get in there because a lot of us think that because we've had, you know, a college degree or we went to, I don't know, the military, got a good job, that those things are not there. And I'm telling you, they're there. Now, if you never start a business and you never get outside of the box and you never do anything outside of the status quo, a lot of times you don't need this information. It's good to have it, good to use it you know, on the job. You don't need it. But if you go outside the box and you start doing something um, that's different from the norm, you need this more than you need to breathe almost or just on the same. You need it, you, you need it just as bad. You need it. You really do because you got to deal with a lot of things. So it kind of leads me into uh, what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk about that in 45 seconds. So let's go. Um, 
he says, a good enemy gives you a reason to get fired up. A good enemy gives you a reason to get fired up. Because I love inspiring people's greater inner potential and their vision for what's possible for their lives. I love inspiring people's greater inner potential and their vision for what's possible for their lives. All right, so the hate of something negative can be a powerful force for good. The hate of something negative force can be a powerful force for good. But if thinking about fighting or hate feels uncomfortable, then start here. Think about what you love. What positive outcome do you want to see realized as a result of your product, service, or business? What positive outcome do you want to see realized as a result of your product, service, and business? Got that image in your mind? What do you want? What do you want? He says, there's your enemy. There's your epic battle there. And I promise you that when you come up with your answer, you'll notice your nervous system kick in and your blood begin to pump. Remember I said your why? A lot of people say, well, the why ain't important. Uh, well, I, I think differently. When you come up with that reason, that hate, or that feel good, whatever it is, he says, because if you can't come up with a hate for something negative, then you've got to come up with something that you love. Now, my hate and my fight is against the system. Every morning that I've been getting up for 20 years, every, every, every day that I've been in this profession, and like I said, my thing is more of a teacher. I'm not a businessman. I'm not a coach, a real mentor, things like that. So I'm more of a teacher. <clears throat> and my fight every day, well, the number one thing was to help my mother. That was bottom line from the beginning. But within that, I found the fight to fight against the system, meaning the, the box, meaning against the <clears throat> the lies that were told to us, meaning against the program that we heard, you know. Because I said on my tombstone, again, is that what they call those things? Oh, that's old school. What's the, what's the, what is it called? You know, the grave site, what is it called? Because uh, tombstones sound like old western or something. Another movie, another movie with Clint Eastwood, Tombstone. <laughs> it can say on there, Tony Fleming' whole game plan was to help change the way people think. That's it, to help change the way people think. Because that's my fight. That's my hate against the 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 system that has you know programmed us to operate in a uh, defeating manner almost, in a low self-esteem, in an image, in a way that we can't win big. And so that's why I could talk about this all the time. You know, that's why I like to say if I can get one or two people, three or four people, five or six people who can just really grasp that and go out because, you know, that's the number one thing that's going on is the way I, we've been programmed is we think it's other things. Because most people don't talk about this. You know, most people don't talk about this kind of stuff. You know, you do have a lot of people out here talking about it, but not a lot compared to how many people in this world. Like, there's not a lot of people talking about this compared to talking about getting a good job. So it doesn't seem like, you know what I'm saying, there's not a lot of people talking about 
working on the inner person and changing your life and changing your thought process than, you know, going to get a good job and working for 40 years. So there are people talking about this, but compared to how many people talking about, you know, 40 years on a good job, which I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. If that's what a person wants to do. But I'm saying the reason most people have a problem with this that I talk about all the time is because you don't hear it enough. So you think it's almost like something that, you know, you just, it doesn't, it doesn't go across your radar enough, you know, so you don't, you don't, you know, it's just, this is not part of the, the uh, programming. So that's why it's such a fight. <clears throat> so it's not a fight to get a good job and go for 40 years. And again, that, it, that's what somebody wants to do. I think that's honorable. But, if you're changing your thought process and you're trying to do something different outside of that box, outside the status quo, you got to toughen up. You got to get your thoughts right. You got to, you got to, you got to, this is something that you have to hear all the time. So you can't really fight it like most people do. Because people say, well, I don't fight it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You say, well, how you know? How you going to tell me what I do? Yeah, you do. Because you can see the percentages of people who really continue doing something. Because if you continue in uh, with, with, um, in well-doing, you'll win. But most people don't continue in well-doing. That's why it's such a small percentage. Yeah, I do, Tony. Yeah, I do. Well, you're doing it now. I always say, what are you going to be doing three years from now, five years from now? Because... It takes time. You know, like when somebody says, Tony, you still think the way you think sometimes? Why you still act like that? Because because I got years and years of this stuff in me, just like you got years and years of stuff in you. <laughs> That's why I act like that. That's why I had to get up every day and work on my thoughts, just like you get up and shower, hopefully, and brush your teeth. You got to you gotta work on your thoughts because your thoughts get dirty all the time because you're running around with Dirty people out here. You're watching dirty things, and, man. So it's hard for you to do something and deal with that activity, the negativity of it, unless you're working on yourself every day. So that's my fight. That's my, that's my hate is that system, is that the way they programmed us, the, the, how a lot of people walking around here like the Matrix on automatic, just, just, just walking in a daze. See, that's my epic battle. And he says, find your epic battle. Find your why. Find your reason. What's your epic battle for getting up every day? He says, just like Rocky put a picture of Apollo on his training room mirror, find your enemy and let that image stir in your blood. Get your heart pounding every morning so you will dig a little deeper. Go a little longer and fight a little harder. Remember I told you about the two guys in Birmingham that used to laugh at me all the time? <laughs> and they followed me around. I had them juggles on my on my vision board, I'm telling you, they were on my vision board. They were on my, like, you know, like a, at a police station when they got the, the board up and they're trying to tr- track down the criminals. They got the first two there. Those two were there. And I was definitely going to look for them that once I hit six figures. And I went and found one of them. The other was hiding out. I said, I'm going to air you out. I'm going to air you out and find you. And I'm, <laughs> I found him too. And, they, and, their, and their comeback was, well, yeah, everybody get lucky. 
there's a there's a tape series that is probably on YouTube too by Brian Tracy. It probably is. You can put Brian Tracy in and put uh, uh, Lucky. I think that was the name of the series. It was a cassette series. I was riding around in my car uh, in the mid nineties with that in the car, and he always ended each tape. He said, if you do everything that's suggested on here and you follow all the system, everything that we suggest, and you become successful, then he says at the end of the tape, and then they're going to call you lucky. And then they're going to call you lucky. <laughs> so that's what they said. Yeah, you got lucky. Really? Okay. <laughs> so all this talk turning on your passion or fighting the fight of a lifetime means nothing if you don't have the strength to take it on. See, you could talk the talk, but if you don't walk the walk, it doesn't matter. Like, you can buy the book, but if you don't read the book and apply the information in the book, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're not willing to take the fight of your life, it means nothing. You you don't have the strength to take it on. On this entrepreneurial roller coaster through the strength isn't about how much you can bench press. It's about how, how well you can identify your unique advantages and flex those muscles to move your business. See, everybody has unique advantages. Some of us are good at writing, and that could be your unique, unique advantage. And, and you've got a lot of people here talking against that, like you should, everything should be videos. No. No, if, you're, if your thing is writing... And your thing is that's your 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 um, I was gonna say mission, but no, if that's your passion, that's your passion, and you you know, and you can reach people that way, do it that way, you know, whatever works for you, make it happen. But you got to take advantage of your passion and the things that you feel you're good at, and use it. You know, billionaire Warren Buffett refused to invest in internet, internet stocks. Cause, and they asked him, when they asked him, why didn't he invest in the internet stocks, he held up his thumb and index finger to make a circle. He said something like, you see this? This is my circle of uh, competency. I only get involved with opportunities that are inside that circle. If it's not in there, I don't invest in it. It's not that I didn't think there weren't good companies with the good opportunities operating on the internet. It just went in my circle. See, you can be successful in a lot of things that's not a part of the trend or not a part of things that's happening now because if it's not in your circle, you shouldn't. A lot of folks jump out there just because it's the, it's the next hot thing, but, and, and you could take advantage of that. But if not, you have to do what, you, you know, what you're doing, what you're good at, and work on those strengths and keep getting better on those strengths. So... Um, He said, like a fool drunk on love alone, I'd gotten involved in all sorts of opportunities that was, that was outside of my core strength. And he lost a lot of money. He said, I invested in oil, an upcoming jazz band, biomedical clinic. He said, they were all businesses I had no business being with <laughs> or being in business with. None whatsoever. Remember Warren Buffett's advice. Don't get involved with functions that are not in the circle of your competency of strength. 
doesn't do you any good and certainly won't make your ride any easier. So, all right, so my favorite part of this that I wanted to get to, and let me find that right quick because, man, time really gets away. Where is that section? I just, hang on, I just highlighted it. I can't believe this. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Wow. Okay, here it is. You have to become laughable. We kind of talked about this a little earlier. But from our early days in grade school, we quickly discovered that nothing hurts like being laughed at. You know how we used to say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? No, 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 no. <laughs> words are what really hurt. The sticks and stones is breaking the bones. You know, some, the bones can heal. Those words are still with us over the years. We never let them go, you know what I'm saying, because that's the thing that's locked inside of us. The things that we heard, damaging or good, we never let them go. They're still holding on. The things, You can probably think of stuff right now where in school where you was embarrassed or you cried or you got in a fight or something. I'm talking about third and fourth grade, and you still have that feeling from that time. Because no one wants to be the butt of the joke years later. Though we no longer children, we may still carry the unspoken stigma of having been ridiculed by the pack. So think about that. Some of, you, some of us, I'm going to say y'all, some of us still have issues with that. How we were ridiculed at a young age, how we were laughed at, the things that happened. We still have that feeling inside of us. We still have that. It's amazing how you see people. I saw a movie one time years back where... Um, this guy was laughed at uh, and talked about, uh, you know, as a kid and almost killed himself because of that. And he never let it go. And he found out about two of the guys that was a part of that. Um, and, you know, he had moved on, became successful. But he made he came back and made it super hard for these people. Almost, you know, he spooked them. He... Uh, he did stuff behind the scenes that would make their life miserable, and they didn't know it was him because he still was getting back at them from 25 years ago. It was still on him. Even though he had become successful, he hadn't let that go. Like a lot of things we don't let go, that's still in our minds and our, and our hearts from, from the age four, five, six, from age three, from the womb. All right, so they call the tombstone a headstone, okay? Headstone or what? Let's see, headstone or marker, okay? Um, so, but you got to become laughable, he says. So it's really, but, you know... Is it really that bad to be ridiculed like that, he said? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it really so damaging to be laughed at? He said, I can think of a few jokes that were people telling them did not, in fact, have the last laugh. Have you heard the joke about the guy who wanted to build a privately funded rocket and launch it into outer space? Or the one about the guy who wanted to start a new airline, the toughest of industries during the dot-com crash? Oh, wait, how about the joker who bought... The, about the the joke about the guy who bought the 160 acres of orange groves 
to build what he wanted to call the happiest place on earth. A nut ball, right? Total nut ball. He said, are you laughing now? Because most people did laugh at the SpaceX. Most people laughed at JetBlue when they wanted to get started the airlines. And most people really laughed at Disneyland. That was the orange grove that he bought. Yet when all was said and done, guess who laughed last? He said Elon Musk chuckled 1.6 billion times when he was awarded NASA's International Space Station cargo contract. International, I mean, uh, uh, NASA's International Space Station cargo contract. Walt Disney and his heirs have snickered 515 million times. Each person entered into what has truly become a wonderland. Like Gandhi implied, people laugh at revolutionaries, extraordinary achievers, and icons at first. So if you believe in your dream, vision, or plan, don't let the snickering and finger-pointing deter you. See, a lot of us do that. We start, and people laugh at the, your little business and on the inside, you feel bad about it yourself because you still feel you still got those esteem issues inside of you that's pulling from the third, fourth grade, or second, or two years old, three years old, five years old. Somebody talked about you then. Somebody said something about you then, and you still got those issues inside of you, and so they're still pulling away at you. And it's hard for you once you say something to one person, and they they you know snicker back or they say something. You know, and that thing pulls up from that age when you was a certain kid and, and they talked about you and all, all that stuff. All that stuff is eating at you because you hadn't addressed it. You hadn't went back to look at it and even talk about it or try to figure out what I need to do to get rid of it. It's still holding you back. It's still some things. So, see, the stuff that we taught in, that we were taught in the system didn't work on that. It didn't. That was we were just taught how to operate in this world the way they want us to operate. Not to go back and address those things. Now, successful family, successful families that are wealthy, they were talking the right stuff at an early age anyway. Now, I'm talking about when it comes to you know income and and changing your life financially. They were already. They don't have to go back and address that. We do because those. And I'm saying we. I'm talking about ninety percent of the country. I'm not talking about black folks. I'm just saying. Ninety percent who grew up, you know, in a poor middle class has to go back and address those things because that's the battle that we fight. And it's hard for us to fight it because nobody else really talks about it because the system don't train on it. And so we only train on what the system talks about. How do you do this? How you do that? How you get this? How you get that? How you get not about not about why you feel that way, not about your your esteem is this how how you do how you do that how you do this. People laughed at the young black woman raised in the abject poverty in Mississippi when she wanted to become a news anchor. She became both the youngest and the first black female anchor in Nashville. They laughed again when she wanted to take on Phil Donahue, the king of talk shows. He says, remember Phil? Then he laughed, barely. <laughs> Phil Donahue. They laughed more in the mid-90s when she wanted to turn a tabloid-based show 
to positive, uplifting, uplifting, inspirational-based program. Now, as the richest African-American of all times, according to some assessments, the most influential woman in the world has become increasingly hard to laugh at Oprah Winfrey. And you, like I said, you can go down to the lower levels, not lower levels, but people that are successful but not like that, but they're still successful in life, were laughed at. You know, that's what happens. People laugh when you start. That's called ridicule. I talk about those phases in life and phases in business when people start ridiculing you and you're doing that. And then you ridicule yourself because you still are not addressing the issues that's going on within. Because that's where the fight is within, within the mind, within the heart. You're still not doing that. And it takes a while to do it. You've got to consistently do it, do it, do it. And you still, like, like, like again, somebody said to me, Man, I thought you all the books you'd have read, you should be really. Well, that I'll give you a hint right there that what you need to do, you got to triple down in it. You know, I've done all this, and I'm still at this level, or I'm still at this. You know, some things still pull on me, or some things anger me, or some things, and I've done that. Get what you need to be doing for real, because we're not different. We're the same. Have your friends and family laughed at you? See, a lot of you stop that. You you stop by you stop doing anything. You start being a, a secret agent, and they ask you about. No, I ain't really. You know. No, not really. You know. They said, "Is your business one of those? Uh, you know, things? You know, like." Christmas trees and <laughs> like a pyramid, like this. No, not really. You know, in my, you know, as a yeah, you know. Do you is it one of them things where you got products, you got to sell other? Well, you know, oh no, you just really, you just got to do it. Just drink it. <laughs> not, not really, not really. <laughs> that become your that become your favorite line. Not really. No, 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 not really. No, no. Barbara down the street laughing at me. And you worrying about Barbara. And Barbara <laughs> not paying any of your mortgage or your rent, not paying no car note, not buying you any clothes, not taking care of your water bill, not taking care of your power bill, not taking care of your cell phone, won't even buy anything from you. But Barbara say something, oh, no, no, not really. No, no. <laughs> See, that's the inner person in mind. That's what I'm talking about. You, you, can, you can get all the how-tos you want. Because we didn't have to, you how to folk to death. We still how to them. Because we don't want to talk about this part. And the ones that's winning, they, this part here has either they either they are strong and you know they're able to fight through a lot of things that they you know they just operate differently, which is a small percentage, or they've been working on themselves for a while. 
This it's a small, small, small gray area if it's one there. But it's pretty much black and white. Pretty much. So the list goes on and on, and it's time to embrace the laughter, he says. If no one is ridiculing you or laughing at you, you either don't have a, a revolution to fight, you don't have a change-making idea yet, or maybe you've been afraid to finally share with the world. Maybe you're a secret agent. Maybe you still out here, well, no, no, not really, nah, nah. No, no, not, not, not really like that. No, no, not really. If you still... <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know what you're talking about, but no, no, not really. If you still doing that. <laughs> no, no, not really. No, no, no. No, no, not really. <laughs> oh, man. So, Tony, since you talk about mindset... Do you think that I mean, his, this is an emotional question for many people? <laughs> okay, so y'all know who's asking this question, right? <laughs> this is preacher man. So how do you think how you eat has affected your ability to win and your thoughts in general? See, he says, I ask that since our thoughts lead to our feelings and our feelings lead to our actions, right? The devil, the D-E-B-I-L, controls the food, the water, the information that the masses, I mean, <laughs> he said something else, <laughs> uh, consumes. <laughs> well, I know for a fact that the way you eat has a lot to do with how you think, too. But I'm not going to go in detail. I'll let y'all Google that. Y'all y'all figure that out. Look at your health and things of like that. So I'll let y'all figure that out. So. <laughs> All right, folks. You got to. No, no, not really. Well, see, no, no, not really. No. <laughs> you you got to deal with the laughter, folks. Get folks to ridicule you. Talk about you. Go out there and make mistakes and keep doing it. Keep doing it. Well, if I do it for a year, Tony, will I be a well, no, no, not really, not really. <laughs> what about two years? No, 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 not really. You got to keep doing it. You got to, got to keep reading. You got to keep working on yourself to build up that toughness and have you have a different thought process. And well, I can't do it in six months. No, no, not not really. No, no. I mean, you can. It won't be six. It might be six months from the time you start the business, but it's something else you have been doing for six years up to that point, or three years, or two years. It's other things that you do that you've done that you didn't realize that has toughened you and made you uh, a mentally strong person. So, okay, folks, but we are on uh, a number of the podcast platforms, so please check us out there: Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast. Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Bullhorn. So we're on those right now. We'll be on a few more, so check us out there. All right.